0: Welcome to the Herald Express Talker United Yellow Army Podcast, brought to you weekly by Guy Henderson and Richard Hughes. We'll be talking about everything that you ever wanted to know about Talker United. Uh, You can find us in the Talker United channel on the Devon Live website, or you can subscribe to us on iTunes. morning. Well I say good morning, it'll be good afternoon by the time you listen to this. This is another Yellow Army podcast. This, this is two men in a car? This is two men sitting in a steamed up car <laughs> in a car park miles from anywhere. I don't want you to get the wrong idea This here could go ator. horribly wrong. A countryside car park with two uh, middle-aged men in it. Sorry Richard, I'd call you a middle-aged man. I think um, you find you're right. <laughs> but we're at Seal Hain, um outside Newton Abbott. We've just had a chat with, uh, with the gaffer. Uh, team are just coming up for training. Big big game on Saturday against Grimsby. Uh, big game to talk about from last weekend. Mm. Um, a game that kind of reinforces your love of football in a strange yeah, way. Doesn't it? Yeah, doesn't it? Which we'll talk about in a bit. Action um, packed, I think, is the best way to describe it. It is. We've just come from um, from talking to Gary. Um, he's got some very interesting things to say about the way the team is shaping up. It's his three-year anniversary on Monday, yep. and we ask him about that, whether um, what the trajectory of the club is. Uh, the best thing to do is probably let you listen to that, yep. and then we'll come back in on the other side of Gary Johnson.
1: So Gaffer, Saturday's win at Maidenhead was certainly a welcome result. Um, it's lifted all the spirits around everybody in and around the club. How important was it to get those first three points? Well,
2: it's always massive to get the first three points on the board, just for... The confidence, you know, supporters in some players and uh, players in other players. You know, the, you you've got to get that feeling that you're comfortable with the people around you. And when you've got new lads, you know they don't really know the strengths and weaknesses yet of the of the older ones, uh, old ones, the ones that have been here before, and uh, vice versa. And uh, but what what it showed me is that and showed everybody that we could. Get the game that we're looking for, um albeit for for one half and uh and then the circumstances changed then we had to defend and I was just really pleased with our spirit of defending. I think that was really important to us. It looked to me like they was you know we were desperate to keep that game as as we were, of course, but there was no shrinking violence, there was nobody that missed a the tackle there was. Nobody'd have pulled out of something, or turned their back on something. So, um, all in all, it was to answer your question. It was a great. Um, uh, we needed that win on that day, and when we look back at it, we you know you think, and we uh, it wouldn't bear thinking about if we'd have got beat in that game because we'd have been under more uh, more pressure to get the next run of wins, not just the next win, but the next run of wins. But um, uh, we, that was a nice one to get. Now, of course, it's only one match, and the challenge now
1: will be to build on that. However, you must have been delighted, like you just said, to have an early glimpse, particularly in that first half, of how ruthless your side can be in front of goal when they're at the best.
2: Yeah, well, we tweaked a little bit. We we made a couple of changes. We tried to get a couple of the lads a little bit further up the up the pitch, um, and I thought we held it up well as strikers, and it brought. Other people into the game. Um, we 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 did a lot more. You know, there was a lot more combination type play, um, and you know, as you say, you, we recognised our game a little bit more. So it was nice to score four goals because they were four quality goals. But we'd also created quite a few chances. You know, when you look at the newspapers and you see how many goals, shots on target, and how many shots off target. You know, we was one of the better ones in, in our league on the day.
1: It was a real talking night performance, despite the fact that two of the key players on Saturday, Conor Hay Evans and Amali Little, were actually playing in different positions that we've seen them before. That must have been very pleasing as well. Is it something that you've been planning for some time
2: now? Well, we thought on the day, that you know, against uh, Maiden, we thought that would be good for us. Now, that won't necessarily mean that we keep that going forever. But, um, I mean, both of those have played wide-ish, anyway you know and, uh, and it, it, it can give them the license to get further forward than if one or both are playing in the centre of midfield um, and of course at, on the day we had Acer and uh, Lapsley who were two experienced lads who could sort of marshal, marshal the middle um, which we certainly did in, in the first half but um, you know it was a little bit It wasn't a midfield game, made in it. You know, it was straight up into their strikers, uh, and then we had to try and play our way out with them putting us under pressure. So, um, yeah. So they 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 both played very well, and they both had a big part to play in the game. But it won't necessarily mean now that will be their position forevermore
1: touched upon that it was um sometimes a, a little bit route one from maidenhead and obviously having been a little bit uh <laughs> four and up at half time got to four three that was in with 66 minutes gone and there was eight minutes of injury time it was very easy for the defense to buckle but they stood
2: firm and they threw bodies on the line didn't they they did um and as i said you know it's you can see whether somebody is not brave or not into it or not a hundred percent Making sure that the opposition don't get a shot on target. Um, we, uh, you need to stop the crosses. You need to try and win first ball in the penalty area. If you don't win that, you have got to win the second one. And there was a lot of that going on because they were a big team, and you know they did get onto a few firsts, and and we had to make sure that we we got at least to the second or the third or whatever it was, um, or fourth or fifth on some occasions. You know what I mean? So. Um, but uh, no, they, the boys held out, and I think we'll. I'm hoping that we'll, you know, we'll, we'll become stronger because of, of, of that game, um, and because of our spirit. Now, talking against
1: Grimsby on Saturday is certainly an attractive fixture on paper, and it wouldn't look out of place in the in the EFL. It's further evidence of the strength of this league, isn't it? And it presents another big challenge for your side.
2: Yeah, it does. Um, we've we've had a good look at them. <laughs> they're a decent. They're a good. Football team, um, Hurstie, you know, normally gets himself uh, a group of lads that can play and can compete. I don't think he quite knows, from what I hear, that he's uh, quite knows his best team. So uh, he's still learning about you know that particular team that he's brought in. Um, because it's a, um, it's always difficult when you've got relegated to know who to keep, who to move out, who to move in, and uh, but. Yeah, they've been a league league side now for a little while and, and, and we've got to treat them with respect. And uh, I'm sure they'll treat us with respect as well, so yeah, it be an interesting game because it'll, it actually feels like you say, it feels as if it's an EFL game and the same when we play South End. As of Monday, Gary,
0: it'll be three years that you've been in the post. Really? Should have brought a cake or a pizza, either. Yeah, nice. Uh, um, piece. <laughs> for, when we first spoke to you, then you talked about it being part of a long term plan. You had long term plans for Torquay because we were at pretty much our lowest ebb. Um, from a supporter's point of view, it feels like we're pretty much on course. How does it feel to you?
2: Yeah, well, we, you, know, it, you can't think too far in the future and, and wish your life away without working towards it. And, and the club, on and off the field, are working towards it um, now unfortunately sometimes opposition get in the way of that um, and i would say we, we 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 have improved as a club definitely since i've been here not just me but the club has on and off the field and i'm 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 quite happy with with the way it's going of course you'd like to be top of the league after four games mm. but um you know, we're not and we, we've got Catch up a little bit, um, but you've got every opportunity with after only four games with a new group. So uh, no, I'm I'm happy. I don't feel like it's been three years, and uh, I feel we've we've probably got most of the supporters on board. You know, we, we we turned it around from where it was when I first came. Turned it around pretty quick. Uh, the Conference South League, you know, was was. Great for us to win to get up into the national league, but the national league is a different kettle of fish. Now you know we was very very close to being in the football league soon after, and maybe should have been. You can ask me that question again about the <laughs> referee. <Yeah. laughs> no, he hasn't. But he hasn't yeah. by the way. Um, <laughs> and so uh, you know, so we was very very unfortunate, but you know we build again, and the the hierarchy at the club are very understanding on on all that and very supportive so um you know we we'll just keep going and, and see where the expertise on and off the field takes us
0: so this is back to us in the steamy car well in you the say it, car park,
3: we have got a door open so you might hear some some traffic on the road outside sealhane one thing i've noticed and I, I felt like I had to take my shoes off to get in the car <laughs> it's pristine in here
0: it's just been serviced and yeah they're very good the garage I take it to when you get the car serviced it comes back looking like it just came off the forecourt well so, um, they've done a yeah. good job good good to kudos to um, to Murray in Newton Abbot well there done we yeah are. we'll yeah. drop the name in there um it is raining it is raining. You might have to shut the window. Uh, the voices that you heard in the podcast, by the way, you heard Dom, you heard Dave, you heard the two of us. Uh, it was all a bit muffled because we're all wearing face masks in the press conference, yeah. which is great because we're part, we're in, we're allowed into the talk United bubble. So we're trying to treat it with as much respect as we can. So we're, <coughs> we're wearing masks. Um, and you know, it's, it's one of these things with COVID. It hasn't gone away and they're taking still, it very seriously. Yeah, aren't
3: we're they? still, we're, they are taking it very seriously as in, as in talk United. And we
0: respecting that we are indeed we are and um we've both been lateral flow tested we have yeah we're we're okay so let's talk football let's stop waffling on about where we are and what we're doing let's talk football let's talk maidenhead let's talk maidenhead first of all what uh, (laughs) what what do you want us to say about that one well i i was in that position where i was out on saturday afternoon and i was checking my phone occasionally to see what the score was. You don't get a, a
3: beep like my dad used to get for every goal that goes in then.
0: Well, I I, I do, but I was I, I turned it off because right. we, we were doing family stuff. So okay. I thought, no, I'll, I'll, I'll do the decent thing and I'll check every now and then. And 4-0 at time, yep. I could not have been happier. <laughs> um, I, it was one of those first halves anyway that reminds you why you love football so much. Because we were sat here last week, us two, specifically saying... I don't know where the next goal's coming from <laughs> uh, I don't know where Armani Little seems to be a little bit off, off form at yeah, the moment yeah, not yeah. sure what's happened to him well I
3: did speak to Gary about that <laughs> and uh, obviously that, that, that article went up on Devon Live and was in the paper this week So,
0: and just just when you think things are not shaping up Armani Little scores two goals in the first few minutes. Yeah. He's instrumental in the two other goals. Com- uh, Acer Hall gets one, despite having his hair shorn. I know. The Viking is now shorn-haired. Uh, and Conor Lemonhaven scores a goal that you might as well stop voting for the goal of the season yeah. now. Yeah, um, Which was started by Armani Little. Let's take the first half before we d- talk about yeah, the let's second half. Yeah,
3: let's just talk about the first half. do we were magnificent in yeah. the first half? It was... It was- an excellent performance um, everything clicked didn't it and it did. uh, you know the the, the the football in that first half w- w- was fantastic but you had you had the two wingers I mean we have seen those players play on the wings before yeah. Connor and on, and Amani but you had them really pushing forward didn't yeah. you and I think yeah. that's what added to the way that we have been playing over the last couple of weeks it was was, was there was more determination to get yeah. forward and get the ball in the box and and, and and strike a blow and with asa hall and and tom lapsley sitting in midfield and doing the dirty work as in mind you gary did say that you know there wasn't a lot of work for them to do because maidenhead were very direct <laughs> but um with, with them sitting in the midfield it gave, it gave a freedom to to the wingers and to the two front men who were holding the ball up well to, to, to really put a shift in, I think
0: Yeah, and as Gary alluded to then when we were just chatting to him, Torquay were trying to play the ball, play the Talky way put <coughs> the ball through midfield yeah. use the, uh, let's use that phrase again use the piano shifters in, yeah. the, in the centre and get the ball up, but Maidenhead I mean, Alan Devonshire's season campaigner they obviously saw their way as being a bit more direct being a bit more route one Yeah, absolutely which then paid off for them down the slope in the second half. Well, it did. Uh, but honestly,
3: I mean, if you think our four goals were good, I thought their, was... their, their goals were good as well. They were decent. And, and on, yeah. another, on, on another day, they might not have scored those. Now, the first one, the long ball over the top, which which a striker ran on to and basically got a foot to to loop over Holstead. Yeah, yeah. As I said to Gary uh, when I spoke to him on, on Tuesday... Th- Hundred one time out of a hundred, that's going to go in. Yeah, the yeah. rest of the time, the ball's going to fly off in in various directions and uh, and be or just drop into to Holstead's arms. Um, so, yeah, that was the first one. That that was that was a bit tough. Um, and then the other the other two were, were, were good goals. I mean, uh, the captain's goal from the corner, how he got to yeah, that ball yeah. is is unbelievable. So another one, you can accept that. The third one a header onto the post, which then just popped out to the chap who scored aqua, And, um, you know, it was easy for him to to put that away. Yeah. But it was a good game of football. I
0: mean, and it does, the games have been a little bit lacklustre up to now, maybe, and and we've been a little bit worried, but that kind of restored everything, didn't it? I mean, it's a good game, good goals, great three points for Torquay, plus one on the goal difference, you know, the second half performance, They'll have picked that apart in there with the video screens to absolutely. the end degree, yeah, won't they? Yeah. That's not going to happen again.
3: No, absolutely. Um, and, and one thing Gary said when I spoke to him on Tuesday as well, which was quite interesting, was the fact that, um, yes, they did score three d- decent goals, but they scored them because they got into the box. Yeah. And uh, if there's anything that we can learn from that is stop teams getting into your box.
0: Yeah, Indeed. So, and then, then after the game, you would have hoped that the football would have made all the headlines, but Gary's become a bit of a national celebrity <laughs> this week. Is it, has it been trending? It's the pizza. Well, he yeah. was on TalkSport the other day. Oh, I was he? Chat with I mean, obviously, TalkSport is, is almost the Talk United Supporters Club up there anyway. Yeah. But um, if you didn't see it, there's a lovely clip which has done the rounds on social media. Talk United fans after the game having a, a farewell drink before they leave Maidenhead uh, behind some Pretty substantial rate yeah, yeah almost as if they were caged in there the talkie bus pulls up at the traffic lights they've got some unused uneaten pizza on board because they've they've kind of overordered because some of the london-based lads stayed in london uh so Long story short, Gary gets out, hands the pizza to the fans. There's a lot of singing and shouting. Yeah. Um, and again, it's just it's a nice thing to do. Yeah,
3: he's now become the pizza, he's delivery, the pizza man. delivery
0: man. He's going to get a deliveroo round in Torquay, <laughs> I think. But uh, very good. Apparently, the, the coach driver was getting a little bit um, antsy because they were, uh, they were so they a sat at light. the traffic
3: lights. That's <laughs> the first thing I thought. Stickler stick for the rules, me. I thought, ooh.
0: But there you what, go. If the, what if the lights change? Pizza. The pizza delivery. After the four-three win at Maidenhead, we'll be remembering that for a long, long time. But that,
3: that's Gary, isn't it? I mean, you know, uh, he's not done it for the camera, has it? He? he wouldn't even know there was a camera no, there. No, he's. he's he, you know, he appreciates he appreciates the fans, he appreciates the travelling that
0: they do, and you know, it's a, it's a nice gesture. It's interesting the relationship that fans build up. With a manager, we've had peaks and troughs in that, haven't we, down the years. We've had managers, yeah. uh, managers who've really chimed with the supporters, and we've had managers in the recent past who have barely chimed with the supporters at all, because we, that's the way they conduct their business.
3: Yeah, and we've also had managers that have been doing very well and not really yeah. getting the supporters um, support, because...
0: They're a little bit detached, yeah. some of them, but yeah. you could yeah. never say that of Gary, could you? He's connected with the fans at all times.
3: The, uh, the rain's uh, starting to hammer on the, on the roof.
0: I think it's going to sound pretty atmospheric, yeah. really, and, and yeah. I'm sat in my car. You've still got to walk back to yours. Uh, so I'm, so uh, I'm
3: going to stay here. Yours, <laughs> yeah. is, yours is much tidier than mine. <laughs> I had a McDonald's on the way over. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah.
0: I should have got some coffee in, should not I? Um, so, Grimsby on Saturday. Oh,
3: hang on a minute. I better... I'm going to have to close the door. Just bear with me. Okay. Live
0: closing of the door. There you go, the rain's coming in, yep. so that's that's the beauty of being out here at Seal Hayne. The players are out training in that, they won't mind that, bit of rain, bit of moisture. No, and I, as
3: I said to Gary, it's done the... I mean, we know that this this training ground does suffer if it, if, it, if it gets too much rain, but it did need some rain yeah. at the moment, so, um, so that's good.
0: Grimsby will be tough, I mean, they've started well, they're fifth in the early table, that doesn't really mean anything until you've played ten games, but... They've won two, drawn one. They've got a game in hand on the teams above. So, with the game in hand, they could be top of the table, theoretically. So, they've had a good start.
3: They have had a good start. I mean, they're a big team, aren't they? uh, They are. They've come down
0: from from League Two. They've been in non-league before. That's the thing that they've got, I think, possibly... If they have got an edge over South End of the teams that have come down, Grimsby have been here before. Yeah,
3: they know what it's about.
0: Yeah, they know how tough this league is to get out of. Um Gary
3: did say interestingly, didn't he, that, that he doesn't think the manager quite knows what his his team is yet. So that's that's
0: You'd like uh, to be unbeaten after three games and not know what your team yeah, is yet. Yeah, but, yeah I don't you know, know if know that's right a good omen or a bad omen. Uh, but, I mean they're a decent side Grimsby. We know that they'll come, they'll be they'll be hard, they'll manage the game as all teams do these days. Um, but yeah I, I, it's a game you have to look forward to really there's a lot of players that um, we've had in the recent past who've played at Grimsby they've got a lad called Michio Fete up there at the moment who we had yes. on loan from Norwich North.
3: that's right um, well he
0: signed there is he? I think so yeah he's been there for a little while yeah. um, he, I mean he looked a decent player I, I liked him yeah, yeah. yeah. He, you know he's got a bit of championship pedigree about him you know he's, he's trained at that level he's played at that level he'll be one to watch out for not sure where they're playing him we played him at fullback didn't we? yeah I've got a feeling they're playing him a little bit too a little bit further forward than that. But uh yeah, decent side Grimsby. Yeah, it's
3: going to be an interesting game to, to watch. Um you kind of wish you were getting Kings Lynn or someone like that after Saturday's yeah. game, you know. Uh, it's, it's a tough game to to uh to follow that up with.
0: But you've got to play all these teams sooner you or later. You have got to play them well. all. You yeah. might as well get yeah. one, get a big one out of the way. Of course we've got South End the following week as well, haven't we? Yeah. So we play the two relegated teams in quick succession. There's an away game on Tuesday night at Solihull Moors. Yeah. is never easy either. No, I
3: was going to say that's another tough one. <laughs> uh,
0: you might as well say they're all tough games, to be yeah, honest. Yeah. Well, it is, I, I read something that Gary said. It was one of the pieces that you did with him, I think, about the whole League 3 business. That The, the National League is so much more like League 3 now. There's big teams in it. There's big spending teams in it. There aren't really any teams, even down at the bottom, that are just there to make up the numbers. No, anymore. there aren't. No, no. Um, I, think, I mean, the only thing that you've got to do about that, of course, to level things up is to um, to have three teams going up.
3: Absolutely. And and, and
0: I, mean, I don't know, know if come, it'll happen. It, it uh, that has to come.
3: You would have thought it's going to come at some point. It'll yeah. probably take, um, I don't know, a sponsor to, to, to voice something or another or, I, I mean it,
0: it's a bottleneck isn't it we've got all these, it's the,
3: all on, these... the only difference between this division and, and League 2 is that the two go up
0: Yeah, that's it... the
3: only difference I mean actually we, we've seen it time and time again haven't we if you if you if you took the best teams of the N- National League yeah. and put them in League 2, they'd hold their own and probably yes, some would. of them would be much better than yeah. the, 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 the some of the teams in League 2. Yeah, so we know we, we know, we um, know, and, you know, just need a
0: couple... <laughs> yeah, well, it needs it need somebody to be able to remove the stigma of non-league. Yeah, yeah. Um, and to put it up to three promotion, three relegation, bring it in line with the other leagues and call it League 3. Uh, you know, it, yeah. it's... It, it is to all intents and purposes.
3: Non-league words. football fans wear non leagues as a badge of honour, don't they? They're, they They're, do. they're, they're very yeah. passionate. Yeah. Um, I'm talking about below below maybe the, the, mm. the national, national League. But but in another respect, the, ter- the term is slightly looking down on the teams, isn't it? It is. I, I, I think it's probably about time that the words non-league were, were scrapped for, for something different.
0: And when you've got a team, that I hate to say but a team of the magnitude of Wrexham before the takeover yeah. still a big club yeah. before, who've been stuck in that bottleneck for such a long time now um unable you know just falling short constantly of moving up and you know the spectre of that happening to your own team is in the back of your mind sometimes it's it's time to open up a third promotion place so that's my soapbox for the week goodo that's that's it i'll shut up then. <laughs> <laughs> what else have i got scribbled out i have some matt hockley news Oh oh go, go on! I have some Matt Hogley news there's a team For those
3: obviously obviously there can't be that many people that don't know
0: that he <laughs> is your your hero absolute idol um and there's a team who play in the 6 or 7 a side league called Cameroons yes who I did play for many years ago they had they decided that for charity they play all their league fixtures in one week yes so they signed up everybody who wasn't signed for anybody else who owned a pair of boots basically okay
3: yeah they didn't sign up me <laughs>
0: You were probably away at that oh, time must like have been, this. Must have been it was an oversight on yeah, that part. Yeah, yeah. And they said they, I played in Matt Hockley's old shirt. Whoa. I played in a shirt, Hockley 19, on the back. That's which, almost like being Matt Hockley. It's, it, it, it is. But now he's playing for the Cameroons. So he's playing in your shirt. I'm wondering if he's playing yeah. in the Guy Henderson shirt. <laughs> but Ho- Matt Hockley, Hockers, is playing for the Cameroons. So is Steve Tully. Is so they've really? got a decent side. Yeah, if, that's not a bad side, is it? If you end up playing six aside, and somebody says to you, "Oh yeah, we've just got a game against Cameroon's," just bear in mind who's playing for them now. Yeah. Steve Tully and Hockers. Playing
3: Talk, for talking, talking of Hawkers, I've been going through old boxes of, uh, of uh, Talk United um, photos from my days at the Indy, which uh, I saved from going into a skip, and um, and and some and some other stuff that I've collected over the years as well. I found a, a bunch of photos of a um, a kids team called, and I can't remember what they're called now, but Torbay something.
0: Oh, I saw one of these pictures. No,
3: no, that was a different oh, team. Right, that yeah. was a different team. And I can't remember who that team was either. But this is it. Oh, that yeah. I'll, I'll talk about that one in a minute. But this is this is Torbay someone. Torbay. I can't remember. It's what not
0: Tor Trojans, or no, something. No, no, like it's is it? certainly yeah. Torbay. I can't okay. remember. We've, yeah. we've,
3: we've, talked about this too long now (laughs) Um, anyway Matt Hockley as a child is playing is is in the photo one of the team photos alongside goalkeeper Simon Evans a fan of the club that I've known over the years who sits a couple of rows below me in the uh, the, um, the grandstand. So, uh, yeah, I didn't know that Simon Evans played in the same team as Matt Hockley.
0: Isn't that the joy of supporting your hometown club? Yeah, though? yeah. Because these things happen. You know, you can support teams hundreds of miles away. By all means, do so. A lot of people do and get a lot out of it. But if you support your hometown club, you always bump into somebody who's played alongside. Absolutely. And all that kind of thing. The, um,
3: the other photo, the one that you you, you were alluding to, was the um, Torbay Primary Schools Select oh. 11, <laughs> um, which, which, which featured... Um, Brixton Gar- manager Tim Porter. Yes. Uh, ex liverton manager uh, Justin Yates, and um, ex-Premiership manager Gary Monk.
0: It's a nice little threesome there, <laughs> isn't it? Yeah. it I sent it to Tim, yeah.
3: uh, the Brixton manager, uh, just before they played on Saturday, and they won. So I'm hoping it gave him inspiration.
0: Absolutely. Now we had uh, those of us in the Herald Express family have had a little bit of sad news this week in that a colleague of ours. Of many years standing, sports editor Bob Hill, who a lot of people will know, has died this week. It's um, great sadness in the Herald Express family. There, he was your predecessor, obviously a sports editor at the. He Herald.
3: was one of my predecessors. Yes, um, uh, uh, I, unfortunately, I never, I never met him, but I, I, I certainly heard a lot of stories.
0: A huge, huge character, yes. Bob, and I want to tell a proper story. old
3: school sports editor.
0: Yeah, absolutely stickler for getting things right. Yeah. In the days, obviously, of hot metal and, yeah. and you know, no computers. Bob set massively high standards himself because he was a very, very good sports editor, and he expected all those working for him to tick the same boxes. Yeah. And uh, people did. People rose to the occasion, and and you know when you worked for Bob, you knew that what you did had to be absolute top quality. But there was just the story I'm going to tell you is about a, a lasting impression that Bob left on the Herald Express office. Back in the day when we had the office up at Barton Hill Road, great big open plan on the first floor, but there were partition walls, there were little plasterboard walls in between the, the news area, the sports area, the subs and then there were the comps where you didn't dare to tread as a National Union of <laughs> Journalists <a> <laughs> member, you could not go in there because that was the domain of the Na- National Graphical Association back in the day and you could not cross that line but there were all these little plasterboard walls now on a Saturday afternoon this is a long story, Rich, you might want to... I'm, have a little, I'm little quite little happy here. Um, a Saturday afternoon, <coughs> back in May of 1987, Torquay were playing Crew. They were at Plainmore uh, in a game that obviously everything hinged on. It was the relegation game. If it had gone wrong, Torquay'd been out of the league for the first time ever. Bob was sports editor. Dave Thomas was at Plainmore. Uh, I wasn't in either of those places. I was playing football for Brixham United, but I do know the story from um, from other people telling from, telling me about it. Dave was phoning the copy back for an edition of the paper that was called The Buff. Yep. A lot of people will remember. uh, It was a sports paper that used to come out about half past five, six o'clock and get taken out. Magically appear. It was wonderful. People would queue outside the newsagents. We used to print the Herald Express at Barton Hill Road then. So everything would go into this buff. It was called The Buff because it was done on the offcuts of newsprint, um, the cheaper bits of newsprint that you could run huge amounts of, um, of papers on and get them through the press quickly into the vans out to the shops and you'd have a paper on a Saturday evening. remember this is before before teletext before yeah. the internet before everything else a paper in which you could read a match report you could see a picture because somebody would have brought back a canister of 35 mil film to the office I remember uh, at half time to get the pictures developed and put on the page and you could get your your horse racing results. You could check your pools coupon. It was the only way to do those <coughs> things. So people used to love the buff. People still miss the buff. There's no chance of buffs ever coming back. Plymouth used to have the green and the Argyle yeah. was printed on green. I think I
3: think a lot of towns used to have the
0: yeah. There was there were pink papers. equivalents. There here yeah. and there green papers. It was all the offcuts of newsprint that were odd colours and odd um, consistencies. Uh, but Bob was in. The Herald Express sports desk, he would have had the page made up, ready to go. Time was absolutely of the essence. Absolutely. Doing this, seconds counted. Our good friend Lynn would have been taking copy. She'd been sat there with a headset on. Dave was at Plainmore on the phone. The way he used to do these match reports is he would phone copy back every 10 minutes or so. He'd be on the phone to Lynn, give her half a dozen paragraphs of match report, put the phone down. On the phone again, 10 minutes later. And gradually, the match report would build up, build up. And then at the end, you would you would go right back to the start and, and, and phone through the intro. Exactly that. You'd put your intro through. Now, Bob... Or you would had, nose it, as they said. <laughs> that's it. Because of the time available, because immediately you'd got that last paragraph in, it was all a question of getting it onto the press, get it through, get it through, get it through, get it, through, get it on the vans, get it out to the shops. So Bob would have had his page one made up. And yeah. indeed, he did have his page one made up because Torquay were 2-1 down. And Bob, being pragmatic and not emotional about Torquay United, had his page one fully made up with a picture and a headline. I don't know what the headline was. Now, somebody will remember that, but the headline would have been disaster for Torquay, it's relegation, Torquay out of the league, catastrophe at Plainmore, something like that, something much better than that, because Bob wouldn't have had a hackneyed old headline like that. He'd have had something much classier than that. And then... In the last minute of the game, Dave would have... In fact, he did. I know what happened because I've heard the story so many times. He phoned Lynn on the desk and said, you're going to have to tell Bob he's going to have to hang on a bit. There's going to be some injury time because a police dog has just bitten Jim McNichol. (laughs) So this message goes across. Bob, by this time, is getting irascible. He's getting irritated. Everything depends on speed. He's starting to stomp up and down the room, you know, waiting for the final whistle. Uh, and Dave's saying, look, wait, wait, wait. So there's loads of injury time. It goes on, it goes on, it goes on. Then the phone call comes through from Dave. You're not going to believe this, Lynn. Paul Dobson's just scored. It's 2-2. We're safe. Lincoln are down. It's all changed. Torquay have survived. Incredible scenes here. Can you take some copy from me? (laughs) At which point, this kind of ripples out like a pebble in a pond. It gets across to the sports desk, where Bob reacts in the only way you would expect Bob by putting his size 10 shoe through one of the plasterboard (laughs) partitions in the room. Everybody else is celebrating. Fantastic, Torquay have survived. Bob puts his foot right through one of the plasterboard partitions. uh, And that hole stayed there until they took those partitions down about 20 years later.
3: Beautiful. Yeah, that's
0: good. I, I hope you signed it as well. Yeah, it would be lovely. It was always known as, as, as Bob's... Bob's uh, Hole. <laughs> I was going to say that, but it was just... I, I knew you wouldn't, so I, <laughs> I had to say it. It was a lasting reminder yeah. of, um, of a great day and a fabulous sports editor. It was a privilege to work with Bob, um, and uh, we'll really miss him.
3: I think, I think um, sports editors' roles... Um, I can tell you, changed <laughs> over the years, um, but that that uh, that time, yeah, that 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 kind of role then in the sort of 60s, 70s um, hadn't changed very much since, uh, you know. The early days of newp- newspapers no, absolutely really, not. and and there is a bit of a, rom- a romance about it. And I, I would love to have seen hot metal work, but as I started, they were just uh, just starting compute using computers, yeah. and uh, and I missed out on that. Now I now I do I, I do seven newspapers, sport in seven newspapers all over Devon and Cornwall, uh, in three days a week yeah. basically, because that's the deadlines that they have. And, th- and, 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 and Bob probably had how many people working for him in the sports?
0: Oh, he'd have had three or four sports reporters. and he'd then had you, a lot of freelancers. Talk, and then you
3: talk about all the freelancers, copy takers, subs, subs the, the fact that it was printed mm, there. Yeah. I mean, there was probably hundreds of people down that kind of line of yeah. of, of production. I sit, there at my, my, <laughs> I sit there at my kitchen table with a, with a small laptop and do all that now
0: wouldn't you love to produce a saturday tea time oh, buff again though
3: well i mean i did i we have said it before i did work at the Indy 20 mm, years ago yeah, and yeah. um how the hell we got that out uh with with the staff that we had which was a small staff um you know by by the the the, de- the first deadline i think was about half past eight yeah you know there's hundreds of match reports being I've phoned done, through yeah, from yeah, people to yeah. copy takers i mean even they can't do that now because um obviously the Newspaper sales have waned so much that um, they just can't afford to have no. the staff in on Saturdays to actually do that job like that. Now, I know the the hardcore fans of, of non-league football, etc., there's that term again, absolutely used to love picking up the Indy on a Sunday morning. Yeah, absolutely. And and, and yeah. you read, oh, what's happened to the Indy? What's happened to the Indy? It's not what's happened to the Indy, it's what's happened to the newspaper
0: sales. Oh, yeah, yeah, and and... Technology's changed yeah. everything as well. You know, you look at the. I well, see. Next time we've got Dave on the podcast, we'll talk about the buff. Yeah. Because Dave, you know, the the, the whole business of, of the, the low tech business of getting somebody on a bike to take film canisters yep. from Plainmore back to Barton Hill yep. Road into the dark room. Yeah. Uh, that's why you never ever saw a picture in the buff of anything that happened in the, the da- second half the, of a game. The
3: days when. Um, one of the journalists would have would have owned the telephone line in the press box yes. and hired it to visiting journalists.
0: It's very lucrative that was I know. Too. Yeah,
3: yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm getting all misty-eyed because I never I never saw it, but I would yeah. love to have seen that, that era. But I'm I'm reading Val McDermid's 1979 at the moment, which is based in, uh, is, is based around two young young journalists. Well, of
0: course, she trained in Plymouth. She, she did. A Mirror Group yep. trainee in, in and, Plymouth. and
3: it evokes those images so well.
0: I must read that Yeah We've rambled on For a long Haven't time we? Eh? Haven't we yeah. Haven't we I mean I know You like us rambling on But the car's misting up People are going to get Very suspicious in minute. Yeah. We'll see you at Grimsby A couple of ex-goals To mention Chris Zabrowski Has signed for Swindon Supermarine Has he? He's oh left oh, oh well,
3: He'll be playing um... Oh now One of the teams I, I cover Is playing them This weekend I think it mm. must be Tiverton
0: Well there you go So uh, it'll be um, Olaf Kazella. Versus Chris yes, That's interesting. Yeah. Good game. Uh Reese Murphy has signed for South End. So okay. we'll be seeing him yep. in a couple of weeks' time. Yeah. And something really weird happened on my television during the highlights programme for the non league on Saturday night. Josh Umara scored a fabulous oh, saw it. Yeah. confident goal for Wieldstone. Yeah, it was a good goal, wasn't it? Everything that we were hoping to see from Josh Umara, but never He did quite score
3: happened. one of those away um, last season. I can't did, remember yeah. who it was against. It was a good turn and shoot. I think it might have been in the FA Cup, but I can't remember. But, yeah, uh, we, so we saw a goal, hint of it, but it was a great goal. I saw it on, 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 on Saturday night.
0: Good for him. We always like to see ex goals doing well, as long as they don't do it against us. Yes, indeed. So, uh, And they invariably do. They do. Thanks for listening. This has been a rain-soaked, seal-hane, steamy windows podcast. You're going to sing a bit, Tina Turner. Uh, I
3: I can't sing Tina Turner. I'm sorry. I mean, I could if it was 60s Tina Turner, but I'm not going to touch
0: any latest stuff. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, That reminds me of something in Step Brothers, but we'll come to that again. It's the Billy Joel tribute band all over again. Thank you very much for listening. We'll see it play more on Saturday. Come and say hello, which you can do now. Absolutely. And as ever, come come on, on, you yellows. yellows. Música